So he goes, mm, well, here's a pamphlet um, about something called fibromyalgia. It could be that. And he typed away at his computer and I read the pamphlet. And all my eyes could see were lifelong, chronic, persistent, no cure, cannot be treated. Some patients find that exercise and pain relief help to manage this lifelong condition. Um, so then what? I said to him. Well, that's it. Like it says, um, there isn't a cure, so you can try some exercise maybe. Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. It was a rheumatologist who did it in the end. I'd been seeing my own doctor on and off for about a year and I'd been handed painkillers for the leg pain, which started off only on the left side, the glutes, um, the IT band, that's tissue that runs down the outside of the thighs. Um, you know, I didn't know that at the time because they didn't tutor me um, on my own anatomy, but I later studied this from myself, which is extremely empowering. Um, so I'd had some physiotherapy treatment offered, but the physio was um, only allowed or like, I don't know, um, prescribed to give me a 30 minute massage to my left glute only. But as we know, with the pain expression, it changes, um, it moves, um, expresses in different parts of the body. And I tried to explain that, but I wasn't validated. And, you know, eventually the physio was removed from my treatment. And bear in mind, at this point, I was 17 years old in college, so that's high school, full-time, um, working full-time in McDonald's because we had no money. And actually, I'd chosen to leave home. Um, I had enough with this um, pretty toxic environment um, I was in. So I was living with my sister, her partner, and her baby. So I was the broken home narrative, totally dependent on my government's healthcare, and they failed me, like they fail all of us. So the pain and the symptoms continued, and now we're about two years later, and I finally got a 15 minute appointment with the rheumatologist. Oh, no, well, first the obligatory cancellations, yeah, so maybe two years and two cancellations later, I walk into the room, hopeful and excited, like finally a professional. Now in my mind, this was like a, a chronic pain expert. I mean, I didn't really know. I was delusioned, let's say. So I walk in, I sit down. So your bloods look great. And that's how it starts off, right? That's how it starts off every time. And look, we have to remember that I was deep in my own perceptions of my victimness 
yeah, my victimness and my disempowerment. I was deep, deep, deep. I was 19, I was young, and I was a victim. So no, my blood looking great wasn't great. Actually, it was more invalidation in my perception. He goes on, okay, so you know, you're young, it's not arthritis. And I'm like, okay, great, cool, I'm young, yes. Um, we've ruled out one diagnosis, okay, it's not arthritis. Um, so what's next? He goes, well, yeah, I mean, I work with arthritis, so. So I'm there like, why the hell have I got an appointment with you? Where are the chronic pain doctors? Where are the debilitating fatigue doctors? Like, are you certain my bloods are normal? How are my bloods normal? Why, what about all this bloating? Like, I'm there, like, trying to show him my stomach. Can you imagine? And he goes, so, look, I mean, there's nothing I can do for you. And that's when he began to shuffle his papers. You know, he ticked me off. Um, kudos to him, to be fair, for not immediately labeling me with something. Um, because that could have you know, I could have left it at that and, and not been diagnosed and potentially had a, a different path that still led to my healing, of course. But, you know, I persevered. I asked him, what happens next? I said, this pain doesn't go away. It's debilitating. It's making university really difficult. Now, in hindsight, was it really making university difficult? because I'm thinking now it was more the self-loathing and the constant criticizing and the totally destructive habits and routines. They were making university difficult. But again, I was 19, I was in my own victim um, world. So he goes, mm, well, here's a pamphlet um, about something called fibromyalgia. It could be that. And he typed away at his computer and I read the pamphlet and all my eyes could see were lifelong, chronic, persistent, no cure, cannot be treated. Some patients find that exercise and pain relief help to manage this lifelong condition. Um, so then what I said to him? Well, that's it. Like it says, um, there isn't a cure, so you can try some exercise maybe. And I'm like, right, but like this doesn't help me right now. Like right now, the pain scale is off the chart. I could barely even come to this appointment today and I'll be in bed all day recovering from this appointment and the transport that I had to take to get here. So can you help me, please? Can you help me? please. I had to resort to begging, right? And then I even cried because, well, one of my patterns that I've healed now, but back then I learned that crying, you know, totally disempowering myself beyond imagination can sometimes get um, me the validation that I'm looking for. So I was begging, I was crying. This is what our healthcare in the UK does to us. So um, you know, this is the chronic diagnosis industry, the chronic illness industry. So he goes, I'll have to look into it, but you know, I've got more appointments now. Okay, so I sat outside and I sobbed and I waited about one hour and I was just crying. 
yearning and reading over this god-awful pamphlet and I remember the pain manifesting in my legs at this point was just beyond anything I'd experienced before. The muscles were clearly spasming and everything seemed to be fusing together. And this fusing um, of my muscles and my joints, this only happened to me once again and I was in hospital for 12 hours. So I'm sitting there, I'm basically fused to the chair. Um, I think I remember air conditioning being on and my body just being like frozen. Um, But eventually he called my name and I shuffled in and I sat down and he goes, okay, so this is it. It's a type of anti-inflammatory and it should help with the pain. Now look, I knew intuitively that this was just straight ass BS, right? I just, I knew this, even at 19, and I didn't have a clue about healing. Um, I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain that I just, you know, well, it was better than nothing in my mind at the time. So I took two tablets immediately. Um, so is this it? I'm like, so is this it? And he goes, it's really not my field. So um, I'm sitting there for a moment. He wants me to leave his office, right? He wants me to get out, but I'm just like, I need something. There's something, there's, even back then when I didn't know about law of attraction, I didn't know that everything was like happening in my favor. I didn't know that I was being guided. I didn't know any of this. But even back then I was like, okay, look, what if I moved somewhere really warm? What about that? Because uni's not working for me. Living in this country is not working for me. What about that? And he sighs and he goes, yeah, 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 sure. Like the warm weather can help. So with that, I cried. I shuffled back to my uni accommodation. I called my therapist. I canceled my tuition. I handed my notice in at McDonald's and I flew myself to Vietnam and I created the rest of my life. But okay, so so first I got home, yeah. Then I cried in bed for like many weeks and months. And I worked 24 seven earning money to save for this idea. This, this idea that came to me to potentially go somewhere warm, move abroad, try something else, go against the convention. Um, my routine at this point was sleeping in till about four in the afternoon, eating a microwave sweet and sour chicken with rice. Then I'd cycle 45 minutes to McDonald's. I'd work 8 p.m. till either six or eight in the morning um, because I had no boundary. So if it was six and they said, oh, can you stay till eight? I just said, yes. Um, I would eat McDonald's on my break. And in that 12 hour shift, I would have eaten McDonald's twice. Um, then I would get ridiculed by my ex because he used to come in on the night shifts, um, you know, totally drunk, stoned, high, um, and mean. Um, and then I'd cycle home, I'd cry in the shower, and then I'd wake up and I would do it all over again. And this intermingled with uh, smoking weed, staying up all night. Um, if I wasn't doing the night shift, I would, I stayed up all night to do my university assignments. And then any moment other than that, I was getting drunk so I could forget who I was. 
But then, after that period of my life, I made the calls. I pushed the button and I quit participating in this life that I had created for myself. And I took responsibility in creating the rest of my life. Right? Because this is the magic epiphany. This is it. So please hear me, hear this. Everything about our current life situation, we have chosen and we are choosing to participate in it. Hey love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership, exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided supported and celebrated and you will have the chance to come on the show for women in healing ready to share their truth that healing happens so head to notsochronic.com and join us in the self healers society okay my love back to the show 19 year old me was choosing all of that And yes, she was conditioned a lot. She was stuck in this box of like what's conventional. Even the idea that I had to, I had to do all that work in McDonald's and like, like that, that night shift was like the only option. And that I just had to keep going for like five more months, save the money and then leave. Even that, that is made up. That was my choice. I could have worked in a little coffee shop in the days. It could have been nice, but I was self-loathing. If I'm approaching my life from an, from a level of self-loathing, I'm going to look for work that perpetuates that, that makes my life in alignment with my belief about my life. So I know I'm not going to work in a lovely little, little cute vegan cafe or something like that, or a nice little place, a library or like somewhere calm and nice with um, good hours. Like, no, because my approach was, I hate myself and life is a struggle and I'm a victim. So of course my life looked like a victim. Of course my ex came in in the middle of the night to like laugh at me and be really nasty. And I continue to participate in that. Like when I say we create our lives, people can come up with it. Well, I didn't create this or that, I didn't create that. Um, I didn't create him, right? I didn't create my ex. But I created all the circumstances for that to happen. Why was I still even living in that god awful town I was living in? Do you know what I mean? On some level, I was choosing that. And when we awaken to this, that's what, that's magical. It's truly magical. It's so inspiring. It's so empowering. So, you know, she, 19 year old me, she wasn't consciously awake, but on some level, she realized that she could change what she was choosing. And she did. And I'm just so, so grateful for her. And I'm in love with her. I'm in love with me. I really, really am. So look, 
An important point here is that fibromyalgia went onto my medical records. Was it fibromyalgia though? I mean, wasn't it just a name um, that the rheumatologist said I could have and he had no knowledge, he admitted that, no expertise, it's not his field. He deals with arthritis and it wasn't arthritis. But I mean, granted, look, this was 2014. So science, so-called science, has moved on a bit since then, but not really, right? Because we're still diagnosing women with this name, a name which means like a bunch of symptoms for the symptoms, and there's still no treatment plan. And they're still just handing out tablets, um, tablets that cause, well, at least for me, severe heartburn, IBS, migraines, um, let alone the organ damage. Um, and so, and let's not forget, like nothing about this so-called treatment actually reduced any inflammation. And, and this is, this is important because if the root causes and the root, the things behind this inflammation, within this inflammation, causing this inflammation and inflammation can be expressed in 200 2000 different ways inflammation can be expressed as inflamed muscles right soreness inflamed joints swelling but it can also the inflammation can look like a rash it can look like like all the symptoms do you see what i'm talking about like all the symptoms that the human body can manifest is a manifestation of inflammation and inflammation is being caused by the issues within that inflammation. So when we cover inflammation up with like so-called treatments, um, it has a temporary effect, like an hour or something, right? But then the inflammation, it's still there. <laughs> and we know this and they know this. It's just, it's madness to me, it really is. Anyway, so if I'd have been allocated a different doctor, okay, there will have been a different conversation, likely, and um, even more likely, a different name. I might have been told that I had ME, or CFS, or some variation of an autoimmune disease, right? Because some doctors read up on autoimmune more than others, and some have the names in their mind, and some know someone, their mum. And then they hear me and they hear my symptoms and they say, yeah, I think it's that. And they diagnose that. So I might have been told that I had a, some kind of chronic pain disorder with all these different um, abbreviations that there are. Regional chronic pain and all the other things. I might have even been told that I had like some kind of psychological diagnosis um, with different variations of treatment pills attached to that name. So, and let's just like, let's just hone in on the fact that this doctor did not know what my life was. And what I shared with you, he did not know. He didn't know about the self-harming, the drinking, the night shifts, the self-loathing. And he didn't know about my life before then. I left home at 16. I escaped my home, really, is what happened. I'm I was at that time perpetually feeling unsafe. I had no home. 
He didn't know that. And um, he didn't ask. It wasn't, it wasn't noted down. It didn't come up. It didn't come up. Like, how, 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 how can, like, all of this, how we feel about ourselves, what we believe, what we are conditioned, where we're stressed, where we feel pressured, where we feel forced, where we feel like we're lacking in our life, where we're misaligned, what we're grieving and we're loathing and we're repressed and we're de depressed and we're like totally drained of life. How, please tell me, how can this not come up with a health professional? Like I, I honestly, I just can't even, but this is the chronic illness industry, my loves. This is it. So whatever might have happened or whatever label I might have got, they still will have told me that I can't heal. So that's why it really doesn't matter, um, the name. And it doesn't matter when my clients approach me and they want to work with me and they have this or that name because we are all women in healing and we've all been failed by the industry and we can all heal we can all heal and um interestingly it's actually the same for acute illnesses so like for years i was manifesting recurrent utis sinusitis ear infection pink eye tonsillitis like every couple of months it was one or the other or even two or three at once now my loves the word healing never came up it never came up and it's like, is it not important or noteworthy that my body was manifesting all the time and I was only being given antibiotics? Again, nothing about my life was being brought up. Nothing about even what I was consuming. You'd think at least they would ask about like what I'm eating. No, no. So is this not clearly the most backward and ridiculous sense of health and healing? Like it is. And we're awake to this truth now. So my loves, I don't manifest this anymore. I haven't been sick, flaring or in any pain that we know as pain. Yeah, pain, fatigue, and symptoms associated with chronic diagnosis since January, January 2020. Um, what I mean by that is like, okay, I went surfing yesterday, so my muscles have a little bit of pain. This is normal. I am human. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So don't um, forget that of course we heal diagnosis of course they are names names for symptoms of course we heal these um, and we are always healing my body right now in this moment is healing some stiffness some uh, tension because surfing like used my quads a lot like my muscles in my legs 
a lot. And my arms for carrying the surfboard, it was a two and a half hour class. Now, instead of spending the whole day and then probably a week flaring and needing all the pain relief and having to cancel everything, this is what we know as like a chronic pain um, flare up situation from something like surfing, okay? Now I have just very minor muscle uh, bit of stiffness, okay? And I'm, I still got up at five. I'm still living my life. <laughs> it's not like that. I just wanted to make that little um, observation for everybody. I'm not sick. That's the main point. Healing happens. We're always healing. These UTIs, sinusitis, tonsillitis, no, I haven't had one all year. And um, I connected with my body so, so strongly that, you know, because it happens, I mean, we're not superhuman. Um, but now I know the moment that it's potentially happening. The moment my ear, something is going on there. The moment my, my throat may even feel just potentially dry. I have my protocols and practices in place and I do not manifest then an infection that needs antibiotics. So um, this is, you know, physically, this is mind, body, spirit, this is metaphysically, this is everything. Like I'll give you a really quick example, tonsillitis. When I'm in a, a situation where I am not expressing my truth, this is like throat chakra stuff. Tonsillitis has the ability to manifest. Um, and even if, yes, physically, I came into contact with that virus, okay, and um, let's say like pink eye, okay, yes, I went to a cafe, I ate food, and then like I got pink eye, that's like uh, one way of looking at it, but also what was I not seeing, where in my life was I so blinded um, that then even subconsciously, unconsciously, I chose that cafe with, and I drew, drew in that person or that set of circumstances that led to uh, a manifestation that was my body and the universe's way of showing me, you are, you know, this is happening. Yes. So, okay, so what happened, right? This is the big question. What happened? How did you heal? I get these uh, DMs. How did you heal? How did you heal fibromyalgia? What was the protocol? What was the treatment? And my loves, the treatment was radical, right? It was so radical that it's not taught in med school. It's not shared on Google. And it's not mentioned in the diagnosing room. And it is this. How did I heal? What was the protocol? What was the treatment? It was choosing to heal myself and choosing to heal my life because I chose and I choose every day to deeply and completely love and accept myself. Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, remember to check out your not so chronic discount and join the self healers society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time. And remember, healing happens.